This podcast was brought to you in part by our sponsor, Dragon Shield. Check out the affiliate link down below to help support the channel. Well, welcome to the Play to Win podcast, where we talk about winning in CEDH. I'm Cam. I'm Dylan. And this week, in conclusion of our top combos series we've been doing here over the last couple weeks on the podcast, we are going to be talking about the top 10 one-card win conditions in CEDH. I'm very excited about this. Now, these combos, these cards are not actual, they don't win the games themselves, right? These aren't cards that win the games. These are cards that set up a winning condition. Correct, yes. So we're looking for one card that sets up the win on its own because your deck is built around it specifically. Yeah. These cards can be really poopy if you're not doing the right thing. Yeah. But uh, if you... Good good word. Yes, exactly. (laughs) But if we build around these cards, we can set up ourselves to be able to be in a winning position after that. Yeah, these cards are super important. I think it's super crucial if you're playing a CDH deck, especially in a tournament or something like that, to have one card that can set up a win con. The format is so fast and so explosive, and there's so many different things that can stop you. It's important to be able to just win off of one thing. Now, not all commanders are like that. Some decks don't have access to that, but I feel like a lot of them do. We're going to talk about a ton of the options today, a ton of the commander-specific ones we talked about in our last podcast or the podcast prior? Uh, The last podcast. The last podcast. So all of those combos we're not talking about Najila and Derevi and we're not talking about Thassa's Oracle and Demonic Consultation that was from the prior I mean we'll bring up Thassa's Oracle and Demonic Consultation I pull those images into every single podcast every video ever <laughs> has those two images I'm, yeah absolutely yeah. Um, but I, I'm really excited to get into these because I totally agree I think these are super important cards to have yeah. you just want to jump right in let's go I don't into it we're, we're going to make the preamble. list as we go as per usual oh yes exactly we don't know what the top 10 is quite yet so we're going to start off with the recruiters um Imperial Recruiter and Recruiter of the Guard are the two cards that we're talking about. Now, Imperial Recruiter is clearly the better of the two because there are multiple different combos that this can actually get you so uh imperial recruiter uh can go get you kiki jiki and we've talked about kiki jiki a lot over the past couple weeks um but when you cast kiki jiki then you can make a copy of the imperial recruiter and then use that copy to go get yourself either felidar guardian or village bell ringer to be able to cop uh to be able to combo with your kiki jiki right yeah this combo is very mana intensive three mana for the imperial recruiter another five mana for for the Kiki Jiki, and then you have to tap the Kiki Jiki to find to make a copy of the Imperial Recruiter to find what's the cheapest one? Deceiver X are? Uh, yeah, but something if, like that. If, if we want to stay one. in Naya, we can do Village Bell Ringer. Village so Bell this Ringer. is four red, one white, and seven colorless total. Is that, that we 11 need. mana? That's a, anywhere between 11 and 13, depending and 13. on the combo piece you're going to get with um, Kiki Jiki, really. Yeah. So, yeah, so if your reason for playing Goto is it's an 11 card, an 11 mana, one card combo, you can play this combo in any deck and feel like the same thing thing plus imperial recruiter and recruiter of the guard can also go get uh baron master wizard which you can use to bounce the recruiter to then get dockside and then be able to go off infinitely that way yeah so if you're playing like very specific dockside combos you can do that but baron's really the only one that allows you to do that yeah this i know i like this combo a lot i think it's powerful the issue like 11 mana is just like a ton of mana it's better with goto because goto's in the command zone but it is just it's a lot of mana i love you should you know if you have docksides and you have a ton of you know guys cradle type effects or maybe things like that it can be possible but 
this one is just kind of man intensive i think yeah i used this as a win con in jessica ishai sure and it was my least favorite of my one card win cons that were in there but it is nice uh because in that deck you don't run so many tutors you're in poor tutor colors in general so it's nice to be able to have extra ways to get creatures yeah sometimes the imperials can just find a dockside and that's good enough a five yeah. mana dockside will be really helpful um so th that's why that's something like maybe one of the strengths of this combo is like adding imperial recruiter to and you're already kiki jiki deck you're going to want to do that anyway. Like, if you're already playing Kiki-Jiki and something else, Imperial Recruiter is going to be helpful because not only can it find either, it can set up the whole thing or yeah. find value somewhere else. It's gravy is what it is. And yeah. I think this will end up being pretty low on our list because of that. Yeah. A lot of these one-card win cons, you go, oh my god, I can I can play this card and set up for a win uh, that's very powerful really quickly. But this is one of them that's like, oh, well, I'm incidentally playing this win con already, right. so I might as well go and put Imperial Recruiter into right. my deck. Yeah, it's not going to be your A line or your B line most of the time. Most uh, This is going to be your third option for the setup. Um, but that being the case, I still think it's a fine include in a lot of decks. Yeah. All right, so our next one is Spellseeker. Now, there is a uh, actually two ways that Spellseeker can be a one-card win con. Uh, the first one is a kind of, well, we talked about it in Anala last yeah, week, but Anala I'm not line. including it here because yeah. we did that. The other Spellseeker line is another Jessica Ishai line that I ran, um, and this was uh, using Spellseeker to go get Ephemerate, casting Ephemerate on the Spellseeker to go get yourself Final Fortune, casting Final Fortune, immediately moving to your Final Fortune turn. So, so far, we're on six total mana? We're on Spellseeker, Ephemerate, that's four... Uh, and final, final fortune, fortune is yes. six okay so that's blue white red red and two colorless total Under, six mana um but you do get to untap in yep. this combo which is pretty interesting so the ephemerate when it comes back off of rebound you can use on Spellseeker again to go get yourself enlightened tutor and then use one of the white mana that you had uh to cast the enlightened tutor go get underworld breach still in your upkeep before you draw and then that will be your draw for turn so it goes to find you underworld breach um and then if you do have another white available um because you, you do have the two red from being able to cast final fortune yep. uh you can ephemerate the spell seeker from your graveyard again and then go get brainstorm and then completely fill up from there brain freeze you mean Brain freeze. Brainstorm would be a horrible card <laughs> Don't to get. get yeah, <laughs> but brain freeze works. You have to have that extra mana. But yeah, the rebound, the rebound from Ephemerate will put it back into the graveyard. So you'll have it there to use with Underworld Breach as long as you have three cards in your graveyard to be able to cast the Ephemerate. Yeah, and I, some of these combos will we will have to look at how much of a setup there is to them because yeah. not all of them are just oh I this goes and gets me the two pieces I need to immediately win the game. Uh, any one of these that requires Underworld breach does require a little bit more setup yeah. because you do need to be able to get yourself off the ground once breach is in play right not a ton of setup normally like six cards in your yard is honestly enough if you're oh, yeah. above like nine or twelve then it's like normally pretty easy to go especially if you are just trying to go for brains brain freeze, freeze, right freeze. Away. <laughs> yes you know what it's called of course um yeah i totally agree this line i think is great this is very similar to the line that we just talked about it's kind of the same thing uh, i don't see spell seeker as much as i used to see it but it's also one of those cards that like also finds a ton of other shit if you needed to find demonic consultation or a counter spell or anything like that it's also a helpful resource so i like it for the same reason that we like the last combo yeah especially you're playing underworld breach if you're already in that underworld breach 
setup you're already doing just guy stuff final fortune is a pretty good card it kind of acts as a ritual in a lot of situations so that's another one that you can use to add a whole bunch of mana basically or sneak in between somebody else's turns since it's an instant you can sneak in there before you think somebody's going to untap and win and try to win before then um so all the pieces are pretty playable on their own but it is still six mana is really not a ton but you have to play ephemerate i feel like that's the bad part about ephemerate's this combo. the only bad card yeah. in the combo but like ephemerate works really well with doxotic extortion yeah. And with Imperial yeah. Recruiter. So, like, it, when you're in this Jeskai shell, this is actually a really slick combo to be able to run. Let's compare it to the Recruiters because that's what that's where yeah. we're at right now, right? It's literally half the amount of mana that you need because, again, you get to untap easy in the middle decision. of this combo. Yeah, easy decision. Yeah, exactly. Plus, I think the combo that you're going to get after your one-card win con resolves is a better thing to do than like the kiki jiki right underworld yes. breach is just more powerful yeah underworld breach only stops only dies to uh like an enchantment removal or i guess maybe counter spells sometimes but oftentimes you'll be able to you know with underworld breach flashback your own counter spells and use them over and over again or something like that and the key combo dies to creature removal um it kind of depends on what you expect out of your opponents sometimes you might not really expect any creature removal out of your opponents and maybe the kiki line would be a little bit better um but i still think on overall underworld breach is just like more difficult to interact with i think yeah. it's just a stronger line so spell seeker with the recruiters i think so our next card is yeah. up there. i think honestly this line gets a lot better if there is a jeskai commander that has a good etb that ephemerate is like actually good with because if ephemerate becomes good with your commander i think this line overall just gets better because that's the weak link i think is ephemerate yeah. sucks because yeah that that is the problem but and if, there are no jeskai commanders that do that right i don't now. think so i'm not aware of any jeskai commanders off the top of my head that are cdh viable and that have a good etb maybe there's one that i'm not thinking because i wasn't thinking of ephemerate maybe you can put it on screen if you look that up or if something. i think of something yeah <laughs> but I, mean, uh, I don't know what i'm gonna that think might of, that but... might make this line really good if it you know it would make it better i think the next one card win con we're gonna talk about is doomsday Oh my god, I don't even know where to fucking begin with I like Doomsday. This one. So Doomsday is three black, and you get to put five cards in your library. Any five cards that you want that um and then remove them. Yeah. Remove <laughs> the wait. Hold on, let me start over. <laughs> Let's start that over. So Doomsday basically lets you go through your graveyard and your deck and take out five cards, and now that's your deck. Yeah. And it exiles the rest of them. Yeah. All you normally need is a way to crack the pile, something that your commander can, some way to draw a card. Um, there are. Well, I don't know what lines you have written down for Doomsday, but there are like a ton. So of I different just pulled ways up the, the commander spell book, okay. spell book because there's so many ways. If you have Bolus's Citadel in play, all you need is Thassa's Oracle, yeah. and so many of these <laughs> just involve Thassa's oracles yep. there's a lot of uh, a lot of them that will involve cards like getaxium probe and gush so that you can get through the top couple cards of your library deep analysis is a card that i saw in some uh like esper farm decks yeah uh but yeah so you can use like timna your commander tevesh your commander yuriko your commander yuriko your commander uh Sidisi, your commander <laughs> right like there's actually a lot of commanders that can get through the top of your library really well after you've doomsdayed to be able to just put Thassa's Oracle into play. When I was playing Rograk Tevishsot, I would play Doomsday, and the line required an extra three mana, but once you crack the pile, you cast Jeska's Will. Jeska's Will gives you a bunch of red mana and allows you to exile the rest three cards of your library, and with those cards, you set up the dual caster mage twin flame combo and just win that way. 
Doomsday is cool because you can kind of how you can win however you want, whatever however you want. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it, there's a thousand different ways to do it. Thassa's Oracle is a great one because Doomsday in in tutoring for these cards gets rid of most of your library also, so it kind of sets up that combo. But you can really have it set up anything. But this one is like a classic magic combo to me. Like this is like this is like the when I read about Doomsday, that was the when I really started getting more into magic. I wasn't playing when Doomsday was out, but like looking back at when Doomsday and like all the piles, I think it's such a cool aspect of magic. I think in recent times it doesn't see quite as much play in cdh but just because i think people are like afraid of opposition agent and are afraid of getting blown out you can kind of get blown out with this card but the power level is really high it is really high yeah but it does it does feel bad if you do get blown out because there are a lot of ways that you can and it is it is pretty much impossible to come back from if you if you do end up especially like if you're in colors like grenzo right like there's you don't have like a ton of great ways to back yourself up to so yeah, if you're not in blue is when it becomes a little bit yeah trickier. it's it's like this super duper all-in strategy which i think you just don't need a lot of the time like it's it's safer to just like not go all in and do and do some other combo that doesn't like if you do get stopped like that's yeah. just gonna happen in cdh all the time and it's kind of i think it's like best to just plan for that just like assume you'll get stopped and play a deck that can just try again that is resilient um the fragility is just yeah it's not great and the more interaction that they print the worse it's going to get too like opposition agent like you mentioned was certainly a huge hit to this too i think they the complexity of this combo also prevents it from seeing a lot more play too that's definitely true it's hard yeah it it is tricky any any card that has like books and papers written on it like is certainly <laughs> intimidating so yeah. there's a lot of different options you would think that oh you just have five cards you get that five card pile but magic just doesn't play out like that there's a ton of times where you'll have some of the cards in your hand some of the cards got exiled the combo won't work because something else isn't playing you have to do something different those come up all yeah. the time and and then you when the- your when your choices are every card in your deck but five of them the decisions trees are like insane it, yeah and then difficult. you're sitting in a tournament and then the pressure is getting to you and like <laughs> yeah. you completely flub so um where do you have this versus like spell seeker and the recruiters it's definitely better than the recruiters i think but yeah, i don't know definitely. about spell seeker see I, the other one thing that i was gonna say this combo sees a little bit more play in legacy i think especially recently since thorclaw's played i'm not sure if that's Big true vintage Someone combo me too, if that's yeah. true. but that is i think like dark ritual you can play like four of them in your 60 card deck not having as many ways to turbo out the doomsday like we do have fast mana but not quite as many as other formats i think that's what halts it as far as better than the spell seeker line that's tricky I don't I'm, know. On what you that, I'm on that it's better than the spell seeker line because too. there's something else i want to consider during this list and that's flexibility yeah spell seeker you can play in grixis and you can play in jeskai and you have um, to play in right jeskai those or colors up right yeah so jeskai up or anala is what you're doing with spell seeker so and we're not even including anala i, I don't know why i keep bringing right. up anala it's part of spell seeker it is to but we CDH talked forever. about it in the last yeah, video okay. so i'm uh, i want to avoid it so really we're in jeskai <laughs> and up colors with right. this whereas like kirk crick that's its name crick also has lines with doomsday that you can go for in 100 doomsday can play in mono black it can play in any color that includes black it that's all that it needs is just access to black yeah. and then oftentimes it's setting up your combo so it's not like the doomsday line is always like it's you have to play a specific amount of bad cards like gush is probably the, like the worst card that you would have to play not that saying gush is bad but you just normally wouldn't play it specifically in cd especially in like an ad nauseum deck, deck exactly although 
you don't need gush anymore though yeah yeah you, you yeah you're probably right but yeah I, I still think doomsday is just yeah i think i agree with you that doomsday is is stronger because it's of the flexibility stronger yeah. yeah all right so we're gonna move on we're gonna talk about the polymorph effects okay so this is polymorph proteus staff transmorgify luca I had like a little thing in my okay, throat there for a second. Sorry. <laughs> there is, there's more, yeah. but... Um, so, yeah, so this effect is basically destroying something, a creature, normally, your commander, a cheap one, or your commander that makes a token or something, and you don't play any other creatures in your deck, so the polymorph goes through your whole deck and finds like, the one creature, sorry, that is going to win you the game. Which is the Holebreaker Horror or Tidespout Tyrant right. in particular. Now, with those combos, the way that you win the game is you normally have to cast a series of... Uh, mana producing rocks that produce a positive amount of mana uh, back and forth you cast one to bounce the other tap it for mana back and forth uh, and you can do this forever to make infinite colorless mana or infinite mana of a color if you have certain types of rocks um, it allows you to generate infinite storm but it still doesn't win the game there so you have to do the polymorph thing you have to get your tats button play you have to do this rock situation where you cast mana crypt and soul ring back and forth tapping bouncing them back and forth to make infinite something and then you also have to have a commander that you can either activate something like a thrasios or something like an urza so that you can go through your whole deck and then win the game that way. Yes. So <laughs> lots of stuff is a lot of steps. Lots of steps, lots but, of things, lots of places to be interacted with. But it all comes off of your commander and polymorph. Right. So I, I, a good one for this is Urza. Urza makes mm -hmm. a construct token. You can polymorph away the construct token to get your tide spot in play. And because of Urza, all of your artifacts create mana. So this combo is pretty easy. You still have to do something else to start it. So you have to polymorph and you still have to cast another spell afterwards, but it's still pretty easy to go from there. Um, it's also can see play in like Rograk Thrasios, where your Rograk is like your easy creature to get rid of. And then your Thrasios can use the infinite mana. That one's a pretty good one. I like that a lot. I've also seen it in Rograk Tevish mm. when you can use the uh, the when you can use the Rograk to go get like big Staxi creatures like that uh, that Eldrazi that Tyler plays in Kinnan. Oh, the uh, Void Winner. Yeah, yeah, right. I know. I think Rebel had a list a long time ago that put like Sire of Insanity and Turgrid into play <laughs> off of the one that gets two. Well, what's, that's the next one on the okay, list. Okay, what's that one called? Uh, we'll we'll talk about it next. Okay. Uh, <laughs> So stay tuned. <laughs> we'll um, just talk about it now. Okay, <laughs> yeah, sure. We'll talk about it now. It's Divergent Transformation. Divergent Transformation. Yeah. Divergent Transformation. Okay. Yeah, that one's separate because it does a completely different thing. It okay, gets completely sure. different combos. Um, polymorph. But yeah, so Polymorph. Where do you rate Polymorph here? So I have Polymorph above... The Spellseeker line. Okay. Uh, uh, do I? I have it above the Recruiters. Now I'm not sure if it's above the Spellseeker line. Because the Spellseeker line makes you run one bad card in your deck. Yep. But the Hallbreaker Horror lines... It forces you to play Hallbreaker Horror, which is a good card. Which is... Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> what I meant to say is the Polymorph line prevents you from playing good cards in your deck. That's also like, true. Because, like, I was looking at a lot of Shorakai lists, yeah. and there's a, a a big tear between Shorakai where there's a lot of decks that do play Polymorph and a lot of decks that don't. I totally get why you would want to play Polymorph. Your right. commander works out in the command zone with it, but... 
like you lose out on Dranith Magistrate, um, Ranger Captain of Eos, and Esper Sentinel, yeah. and like Gilded Drake and the, Phantasmal the, Image. The power of white that's been printing recently, you lose out on a lot of that. I was playing a Polyceptor Shorakai version just recently. I switched my list over to get rid of the Polymorph and instead put the creatures in because I really just do think that I would much rather have just more cards that do shit than a combo line that really can be interacted with pretty easily and yeah. you can just set up like a different combo because you have better cards in your decks so you can get to a winning yeah. position easier and thrasios rog like you lose out on all of the mana you lose out on dockside you lose out on dockside playing like, red and without dockside that, that's hard for me to do uh, and a lot of these decks play red yeah okay so because it, it seems powerful it's very cheap and you can win the game off of it but you have to do a lot of very silly things to yeah. get there honestly i, I think i'm it. i think i'm st i still have it above the recruiters yeah um because i'm building a deck around it rather than incidentally throwing it in because it works with my deck but i don't have it better than Spellseeker because i think i'm with you yeah because I, you have to fuck up your whole deck yeah i agree i think it is yeah it's exactly there it's Great. second to last out of the ones and we talked I'm about i'm gonna say now what about like divergent transformation versus polymorph because i think i have polymorph over divergent transformation i think so too divergent is the only thing that does what divergent does it's the only yes. one that gets two polymorph has a bunch of different things like the artifact that i can't remember the name of right now the Proteus Staff. Proteus Staff. Yeah. Uh, Which is like a reusable one, too. Exactly. Uh, and then Luca. So, like, Polymorph has, like, other cards that do what Polymorph does. And since Diversion doesn't, it's just more difficult yeah. to find. It's the only thing. And right? it makes you, know you I mean? Divergent also makes you play, like, the leveler in, like, right. these combos. Like, you're usually getting rid of, like, Kaikar and the spirit that it makes for the leveler and Thassa's Oracle. Yeah, I don't love that. No. I don't think I love that. No, I just think it's it's better to play the new creatures that they're printing. They're obviously printing. Wizards of the Coast is printing powerful creatures. To not play them on purpose to get your combo off, there's just better one-card combos, honestly. I just think there's, like, better ways to win the game yeah. than sacrificing all of the strength of new printed cards because the new cards are really yeah. pushed. And you know what? Because of that, that's only going to end up making Imperial Recruiter even better. So I now have Divergent Transformation as our worst combo. Me too. Um, now, does that change how you feel about Polymorph in the Recruiter, though? No, I still feel they are about the same. Oh, I, or where I left them before. I think okay. I still think Recruiter is still a little bit worse, only because it's so much mana. I've never actually gotten that combo off. I've no, I don't think I've ever gotten that line. Off. I, I just, haven't done that in one turn, but I've said it over up. over time. Yeah, yes. I guess. But yeah, I, so I still think it's fine where it okay. is. And I think Polymorph is better than that. But with every new set that comes out, I polymorph think Polymorph gets, gets worse. worse and worse. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> you and I were same same, same page so yeah. far. Great. Next one, Hermit Druid. Hermit this Druid. This is great. This is two mana for a creature that you can pay one more green mana into to tap it and mill your whole library because you didn't put basics in your deck. Right. This can normally get something like uh, it'll mill over a Narcomoeba, it'll mill over a Bloodgast maybe, it'll mill over something else, some other way to get like an extra couple creatures into your graveyard. Or your commander has a way to make an extra creature like Urza, like Sidisi. Something like that. Ooh, not Urza. Not Urza. That but one Sidisi worked there. Sidisi would work. Uh, and then you flashback Dread Return, sacrificing the three creatures, and reanimate a Thassa's Oracle, and there's no cards left in your library. Did I get it right? Yes, you did. Awesome. This card just also works with Thassa's Oracle. 
Oracle. It's, um, it's nice that, like you said, this also combos with Thassa's Oracle. If you cast Thassa's Oracle and then activate Hermitrude, you got no library. Thassa's Oracle wins you the game. Really good in a rule of law world. Really good yeah. in a world where everyone's playing negate effects and all you're doing is casting a creature and activating ability. Hermitrude was once like, I don't want to say like the boogeyman of CDH, but in my opinion, it was like the first deck that most people heard of years ago of like, this deck is a CDH deck. Well, or this I is like mean, the best deck. You were right. I mean, it was incredibly fast yeah. and really efficient yeah. too. Just, just one card. You, you, you mulligan until you can find Hermitruid, activate it very quickly. Yeah. Like turn one or turn two Hermitruid. There are cards that you can give it haste, something like a Lightning Greave, something like a Kenrith's Red activation if you have your Kenrith out in time somehow. I don't know. Um, those things can set it up easier. There's post-mortem lunge which will reanimate the hermitruid and give it haste for a pretty low amount of mana i think just two life i think you just pay two life and you or you i think you have to pay of it's the Frexian, uh, Frexian and black the mana and for it x so it'd be two mana and two life to yeah. reanimate the hermitruid and then an extra mana to activate the hermitruid there's a lot of cards there's that work very well with it um especially because the big downside is that you do have to tap it you have yeah. to uh, go have around to the whole turn yeah. if you're not post-mortem lunging it not only that you have to play a couple bad cards narcomoeba is not a good card narcomoeba is probably the worst defender that we've Terrible. talked about so far Blood, that fucks yeah. up your deck yeah uh blood gas is pretty bad what's the other one the blue untapper i should know this fate stitcher oh, fate stitcher fate yeah. stitcher is normally part of this combo as well fate stitcher is also not good fate stitcher can do good things but on rate it's not good no not good um but you you do what you have to do when you're trying to win the game with right. the one card win con like this um so so where do you have this amongst our other cards this here? one's tricky this one can be extremely good as like a meta buster if you yeah. are in a world of rule of laws if you're in a world of negate type effects i don't mean negate i mean things that counter non-creature spells if you're if that's what your metagame looks like this combo is fucking crazy it's the best out of all of these but if your uh meta is lots of stacks if it's lots of removal if it's really interactive if you maybe not so much you know what i mean this one a lot of times you do have to get the hermit druid in play and wait a whole turn and then you have to reanimate it and you have to wait another whole turn or something like that um that weight is is bad that weight is is definitely holds against it but i i I still think because of how cheap it is, it's a two mana creature and a one mana activation. Um, I still think it's really powerful. So I put yeah. it near the top. I think, is it better than Doomsday? I think it's better than Doomsday. I think it's better than Doomsday. Uh, you know what? I think, it, uh, I think it's better than it's, Doomsday. It's a huge blowout card the same way that Doomsday is. That's true. But it's a lot faster and a lot more efficient than Doomsday. Also true. Uh, and you don't get blown out to all of the same things that you do. With Doomsday, like uh, you, you don't have to worry about opposition agent, right? And nobody plays Rest in Peace. Yeah, yeah. I think the issue with Doomsday in our format is it needs set up most of the time. You need to get your commander out first. You need to get your way to crack the pile out first. Otherwise, you're just casting a Doomsday and passing the turn. Now, the same yeah. can be said about Hermitruid, but casting Hermitruid and passing a turn and they kill it, okay, there's a one for one for them. Your other two opponents are up a card technically. You don't lose much. You just lost a Hermitruid and that's it. If you Doomsday and someone does something that fucks you up, all your library's gone, you have no way to come back from yeah, it. Yeah, that's very true. That's um, very true. So, yeah, Doomsday definitely has a lower floor and maybe, like, 
a also lower ceiling because it costs more mana technically. So I put Hermitruid higher. Okay. Yeah. All right. I would I would do that too. I think I would do that too. There's more bad cards you have to play, but sometimes you only have to play one bad card in Narc Amoeba. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the more bad cards does play into it, but I still think it's better. Yeah, I think so too. All right. So our next one is very similar. It's Divining Witch. Ooh. This one is another very old card that does a very similar thing, uh, but instead of milling your whole deck, it's basically Demonic Consultation stapled onto a creature right um so it's a two minute one one and when you pay one in a black you can tap it to name a card and demonic consultation you also have to discard a card from your hand oh that's true so it turns a card in your hand into a two mana demonic consultation basically yes yes this one you the i mean the way that you win is you you cast it and you pass your turn then it comes back to you you say do something no 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 you pass again then on the last person's end step before you untap you activate and find thassa's oracle Fantastic Oracle untaps, or like the third turn from there, cast the Thassa Oracle on your turn, and then exile the rest with the activation from the witch. Slow. So we Slow. talked about two turns. This it's is a lot. Two turns this has to go Yet around. Yeah, I am also playing this card in my Kess list. That is my personal Grixis list because I think it's really, really good. Well, I totally agree. Like, so, that's why we're talking about it, right. because it's really, really good. Even though it does take so much time, yeah. uh, it's still only six mana to piece together, really. Right. Um, it's eight. I'm sorry, because casting the Divining Witch, it activated twice, and Thassa's Oracle. Right, but over the course of many turns, you only yeah. really need, like, four mana at one time. Uh, you know what I mean? You don't need all the eight mana at once, which is a big difference. And where this comes up is in the super stacked out boards. Yep. This is not like replacing no. like any of your other ways this to is, combo with This Thoracle, is how you win rule of law. This is how instead of putting enchantment removal in your Grixis deck, which is going to be bad cards, you instead put I, me, not you, you can do whatever the fuck you want. I have decided to instead put something like this in my deck so that I don't have to worry about the rule of law. I don't want to have to kill your shit. Yeah. I want to ignore your shit that's i think the best way to win games in cdh i don't want to put in better removal for the things that stop me because i wonder if i don't draw that removal then i have to tutor for that removal what if the thing that stops me is something that prevents tutors that's just not good instead i would rather win the game because this way if i fail only i am stopped but if i get rid of the rule of law and i try to win and i can't the next person is going to win the game right yeah so this kind of is 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 protection, you can then use the rule of law to your advantage. If someone casts a bunch of spells on their turn, you can utilize this to, you know, help you win at, at, at at interesting times um so although the card itself takes a long time to set up i think it's um flexibility and its strength in specific metas is very powerful yes i completely agree with that now where do we have this on the list then <laughs> yeah. because i think you, this is worse than hermit druid but better than doomsday you think this is worse than druid but yeah. better than doomsday i think just so. like generally or well so i think it's worse than hermit druid because just on rate it's a worse combo but the the plus side is it's it itself is the only dead card and it, and it itself is not a dead card. Maybe so is it better than I, I, I don't have know. this lower than Spellseeker, but oh. above Polymorph is where I would put this. Interesting. So you have okay. So th it. this takes a ton of time. Right. This takes a ton of time, and uh, a lot of times it's it's not really what you are looking to do. Yeah. To be plus, honest, I like this card more as just a demonic consultation on a stick than yes. an actual combo spell. I want to cast my Thassa's Oracle and then activate this. That's how I, I want the. 
Thorkel already be my I, hand. That's exactly why I like this too, because it still lets you cast Thorkel as your spell for turn. Through the rule of law. That's why I like it there, but at the same time, this is still one of the final cards that I'm putting into my deck. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so many other things that take priority, and sometimes... Like, I have, depending on my deck, I have many ways that I can deal with rule of laws and then immediately win the game. Yeah. And I might not need it as much. I like it specifically in Grixis, where enchant removal is for the pits. The only enchantment yes. removal we have is temporary bounce yeah. or some one of those new bad black cards that's yeah. two mana and it's not very good. So if we want to split the difference, we can go Hermit Druid, Doomsday, Divining Witch, Spellseeker. I think that feels appropriate. I think it, I really am sure that it's better than Spellseeker. <laughs> As a combo line, I would say it's actually worse than Spellseeker. As a card, I think it's... I would rather have that card than the Spellseeker. You would rather have a Divining Witch than than a Spellseeker. Spellseeker. A Spellseeker can get you a Demonic Consultation. Did you know that? That is true. Because that does effectively the same thing. So maybe it's worse than Spellseeker. It does a different thing than what... Spellseeker yeah. does, I think, though, and I, am, I think that's the important distinction. I'm going to say I am biased because I'm playing Grixis right now and yeah. not just guys. So I'm looking at it through my lens. So I do actually now, from what you said, I yeah. think it's worse than Spellseeker, okay. which is what you initially said. Let's put it there. Yeah, the Spellseeker, Spellseeker is really f- strong. I don't want you to feel like you're wrong for playing it in Grixis, though, either. No. Like, or in Kes- because I love it in those shells. I think it's better than Spellseeker in Grixis. Um, yes. But just like from looking at them right next to each other, technically the Spellseeker line, it's more mana efficient. It's quicker. You are, um, yeah, it's just more mana efficient yeah. and quicker. Quicker is the thing. Quicker. Quicker this is line, best. This, yes. this line it takes way too long. It's three turns to do the whole line. No, way too much. Way too much. Okay, let's move on. Um, our next one is Defense of the Heart. We're going to get into uh, the mono green section of the podcast here. Oh, great. My most comfortable part yeah. in CH. Well, we're not really doing uh, getting into mono green as much here. But Defense of the Heart basically just goes and gets two creatures. It's a four-mana spell, um, and it goes and gets two creatures. And those two creatures can be any two creatures that come As long together. as you have an opponent that controls three or more creatures, and you can make it to your upkeep, Correct. At the beginning of your upkeep. So this is basically like untapping. If an opponent controls three or more creatures, you get to sacrifice it to put two creatures into play. The only time that I have used the spell is in Yasharn, and I was finding those two angels that flip into the big angel. Hilarious. Brucella. That's the one. Love that. And then your opponents can't cast non-creatures. You stack shell like that, I think it's really cool. This works in like mono green decks that are looking to put together specific creature combos with like Kurian Ranger um, and... um, A Shy. A Shy, yeah. Some other stuff. Exactly. Some other shit. Who knows? Um, You can go get Dockside (laughs) and Team or Sabretooth, right? You can go get any... Dockside combo for that matter. Any two creature card combo. Yeah. This line is four mana, which is a good rate, but it takes a turn, which is a bad rate. I think. And it also requires your opponent to have something. That's true. It's best in stack strategies, yeah. right? Because you're waiting to get to the end game. It's not, you can't like jam it on turn one and like win on turn yeah. two. That's not how it'll work. You have to win like in the late game with it. So it's only for stack stacks. And I think stack stacks are not great right now. No, I don't think so either. I think green mid range has protrubed where. Petrubed, is, yeah. a true word. That's what that's what it means, yeah. right? Petrubed, yeah. Petrubed has, definitely. Green midrange has protrubed stacks decks. I think uh, this card's not good. I think the waiting aspect of it is not good, and by itself it doesn't do anything else. So, and if you play it too early and your opponents don't have anything in play, they right. won't get anything. It's similar to Divining Witch in that you have to wait. Divining Witch, you have to wait longer, but Divining Witch on itself does something, whereas this does not. This yeah. only does that one thing. I think it's worse than Divining Witch. I think it is... Polymorphs are under Divining Witch. 
switch. Where do you? I have think it? it's worse than polymorphs. I I would agree. Oh, uh, that's a meta thing. This is a meta thing at this point. But I think it's yeah. I think no. It's worse I than think so too because a lot of the decks that are playing this are also no no. I always never mind never mind. <laughs> uh, I was gonna say something that was totally wrong. I, polymorph is still something that you get to control versus like your opponents being yeah. able to go like I'm just not gonna run out like an extra mana dork because right. you, I don't want you to win. You basically have to wait until your opponent already has three creatures in play to get this in play, which is why it's so slow, which is why it's so bad. I think it's I think it's worse than the Imperial Recruiter line. What's under that? Uh, Divergent Transformation. It's better than that I one, think it's better. It's better than, than Divergent Transformation. Because, like, this line doesn't require you to play any bad cards. Like, That's you're true. already playing these cards that the you're going to get. Card. Yeah, it's, it's just the, the setup. It's yeah. the setup for your finisher. Which is kind of what a lot of these cards are. A lot of these cards that we talked about so far, most of them, like the Spellseeker line, has the ephemerate, so it ha it adds in like a shit card. This one doesn't, but yeah. even still, all of these ways that we've talked about can win the game in that same turn if you have enough mana. Yeah, that's or important. like something else that gives like Final a creature fortune. haste or yeah. something, right? Um, but Defense of the Heart on its own, like, can't do that. Yeah. So the next one we're going to talk about is Shared Summonings, which is very similar to Defense of the Heart, except the cards, the creatures go into your hand. It's one more green mana, but it is an instant. Yeah, so this is oftentimes considered like the green ad nauseum because it gets you everything you need to win the game. One big issue is, we'll talk about ad nauseum more, obviously, but ad nauseum also gets you ways to protect your combo, and this yeah. just gets you the combo. Just just the combo um it's mana intensive five mana to then also have to play those creatures that's just kind of a lot you're gonna kind of have to normally have like upwards of 10 mana you can do it on the end step or whatever and untap um it's a solid card if you are or if you if you want to play it i feel like a lot of times the green decks that are setting up wins uh with two creatures are normally playing maybe thalia effects or things that would not really want them to play this card again this is like a more mono green kind of thing yeah. when you aren't hurting yourself that way but i have this above defensive of the heart but still underneath the recruiters i think that sounds right we don't need to talk about it much more than that because it's basically no. the same thing but it's yeah. very limiting and by the time you branch out into other colors you have better ways to get wins and yeah. i think that's where this starts to fall then yeah exactly once you're in black you get better tutors once you're yeah. in red yeah exactly same thing so our next one's going to be final partying then okay so final partying is two black and three colorless to get a spell into your hand a reanimation spell into your hand and then either like world gorge or dragon or razaketh into your graveyard to set up a win yeah um with either infinite mana or great tutors after that do you know is it get a card into your hand put a card into the graveyard or is it specific like a creature in the yard non-creature i don't i don't think i think it's just a card right i'm pretty sure it's just whatever it's yeah. search your library for two cards one in the hand one in the bush and one in the graveyard then shovel yeah this card is also great i love it, it being five mana it stinks when you're playing ad nauseum which a lot of the times you are if you're but this is like a great reanimator deck i think like it obviously yeah. it gets you everything that you need normally it's like a six mana total combo because you get this and a reanimate or if you need to like animate that a world gear dragon it's seven mana that it's like in the world of playability um it's a lot cheaper than some of the other combos that we've talked about yeah i think more often than not you would play ad nauseum instead of this card because ad nauseum yeah. can more than likely set up the same thing but maybe also give you protection which is why this one doesn't see quite as much play 
if if true reanimator was like a viable strategy in cdh which i don't really count razakats as like a true reanimator strategy like if there were a deck that has like 10 fat creatures in there and is like truly trying to reanimate several things and trying to crush you that way this card would get a lot better but i think just other stuff stops it other better cards stop it a lot of the time yeah i mean for a card that does set you up for the win like you would just rather play ad nauseum right yeah really. and like the main like you said the main things that you're getting are animate dead world gurger dragon which you probably would play this if you're playing that combo but the issue is that combo sucks and or you could set up razaketh but the issue with razaketh is oftentimes razaketh needs like other creatures in play too so this doesn't straight win you the game with getting razaketh and reanimation spell so instead yeah. of casting this you would rather be like setting up until you can get the razaketh and play and do it some other way i would normally that, like that's how i kind of look at it so this is going to end up being a little bit lower on the list for that reason yeah. then too yeah so um i I actually would have this underneath both of the green tutors that we just talked about hmm. because again like this is just one of these cards that you th there's just something better to be doing already yeah even by the time this card was printed it's not like they came out with ad nauseum after this right yeah you know there was just already something better that you could do um and even in the reanimator decks or the faux reanimator decks that are just trying to get Razaketh into play, you would still rather play a card that can get you protection and get you a bunch of other key pieces right. instead of just setting up this one thing. This is a sorcery too, right? It is a sorcery. To the bottom. To the bottom. To the bottom of the list. So even under Divergent Transformation? Um, uh, that one's a sorcery too, and that one costs more mana, so I guess this is better than that. No, uh, Divergent Transformation, if everyone oh, else is four. still alive, right. is three and a red. Three and a red, Total okay. Four. Yep, it's worse then i would say it's worse suck it final party down at the bottom down at the bottom you go well our next one is razaketh this one's pretty good. we're just gonna you know fire immediately into this yeah um so like you said razaketh does require a bunch of other creatures uh but basically once you get razaketh into play you can set up scenarios where you're sacrificing the creatures that you have in play to be able to get yourself cards like ariok salvagers and lion's eye diamond um led in particular is a very important card in the razaketh decks because with the razaketh with the led triggers on the stack you can sacrifice um no it's the other way around with the razaketh triggers on the stack you can sacrifice the led to make mana for whatever card you're going to get yep. so that that way you don't lose out on the negative sides and it's just like a black lotus yeah yeah normally you're sacrificing mana dorks so you're already just playing you know creatures that you already want to play using things like the lion's eye diamond with either eternal witness or luris to make a little bit extra mana go that way i one of the lines i really like is finding thassa's oracle casting the thassa's oracle with the trigger on the stack sacrificing the thassa's oracle to go find the demonic consultation and win that way there's a lot of different ways to get the razaketh into play by somehow getting into your yard with either an entomb or discarding it with faithless looting or something like like that and then reanimating it with any reanimation spell there's a couple different ways to set this one up so it's a little bit different than some of our other options because it's not like it's just one card i mean it is it's one card but it's an eight yeah. mana creature that you're not really just casting it you're reanimating it or something yeah, yeah. so i think that, that kind of makes like animate dead like the one card win con so sort if we're gonna look into that well that's a two mana one card win con right. you can kind of look at it that way so i don't even know where we would categorize razaketh in terms of mana cost then because like this is the easiest one to cheat out right in yeah. terms of that yeah it's tricky i don't think you can evaluate it off the board like just like straight across like yeah. that i think the best part about razaketh is 
What even is the best card? I, don't I, know. I think that there are. <laughs> here's here's the problem with Razaketh is that you're opened up to everything. You need to have a bunch of creatures in play already. If there's a Dothy Voidwalker, you can't do anything. If there's opposition agents, you can't do anything. If there's something that's stopping activated activated abilities, you can't do anything. Curse totems. totems. Uh, creatures, yeah. right? It uh, folds to a lot. It, it, it folds to a lot, and it's very all-in. Yeah. When you're casting cards like Life, and you're right. using your lands, your lands to sacrifice to Razakath. If you get interrupted at any point, it's very difficult to come back from, so... I'm going to have Razaketh a little bit lower. Yeah, I, I also think it's a little bit lower. It can be explosive, and I do love the play style. I love the card. It's fucking, it's a cool design, but I think you're right. It Because it's, diff it, it has a lot of holes that can be poked into it, I kind of view it similarly to where I view uh, Polymorph effects and that combo. Yeah. I, I think it's a right around that power level. And I would actually put Polymorphs above Razaketh in general, just because Polymorph is a little bit more resilient. There are many Polymorphs you can play in your deck in any combination of colors that you're playing polymorphs right. in whereas if you're interacted and someone stops you in the middle of your Razaketh combo you're blown out you can't do anything else yeah. after that so yeah i would say and also because this one's just a little bit different than the other ones it's just like it, it as a one card combo it's just not it's not a one card combo you need other you need shit, creature, you know yeah, what i mean you so can, for that i think we why we should rate it it's lower. one card that like your deck is built around so to like you're able stuff. to do stuff with yeah. it but like you really only need one other creature sacrifice one creature to find thassa's oracle cast thassa's oracle sacrifice with oracle to find demonic consultation but that's still eight mana for the razakath and then blue blue black so that's like still 11 mana which is kind of like imperial recruiter was what we we're talking about that so but if you i'm do gonna it that put way, this above the recruiters though because definitely. you can cheat you it can out cheat on that so easily by reanimating it you, know, you can reanimate a imperial recruiter though yeah but that doesn't save you on any mana <laughs> moving on intuition yes i saved some big punches for the end i see here. that yes we were finally talking about probably the best the one best of the best ones yeah, yeah. The best. all right keep i going. changed Sorry. it up from the past couple uh, times yeah, okay. and maybe this will be more enjoyable talk about this line so intuition so uh one of the more well-known intuition setups um is uh you can Let's talk about what intuition does. That's Let a great me start idea. With this. I love that. So this is two and a blue for an instant that lets you tutor three different cards from your deck, and uh, your opponents choose one of them, and then you keep that card, and the other ones go in your bin. What this card was supposed to do was in constructed get basically get you the card that you wanted because you could go get three copies of it yeah um but we have to kind of play around with it a little bit differently in cedh i don't think you could get through yes you can yeah so like you could go get like three time spirals and they have to give you a time spiral are I'm you pretty sure, sure it doesn't say with different cards. names i'm pretty sure am i thinking of what am i thinking of the i think i'm thinking i think you might be right i just want to make sure Search your library for three cards for three and reveal cards. them. Okay, so you right. could yeah. reveal you three right. time I walks. think I'm thinking of Gifts Ungiven. Is Gifts? That's Gifts Ungiven does cards. make you get cards with different names. That's what I'm thinking. Sorry but, about that. Back yeah. in it. Okay. But, that's, but what we have to do with Intuition is completely different. Right. We have to set it up so that that way, no matter what card we're given, we can win the game off yes. of. And getting the pile of L of Lion's Eye Diamond, Underworld Breach, and Savine's Reclamation guarantees that we can get an Underworld Breach into play then. Yep. The issue with this is depending on which card you're given, you'll need to either discard your hand, you'll need to have a bunch of cards in your graveyard. I think like nine cards is what you need. This is similar to the Spellseeker line. You yeah. also need a little bit of a setup. Yes. Um, the pros is a three mana to set up, three mana to cast the intuition. And then after that, at maximum, you need five mana. 
not even that. I think at maximum you really need. Yeah, max. I guess max you need, you need five. five yeah, in order to because if they gave you underworld breach, right. Well, first of all, hooray! Right. <laughs> <laughs> but second of all, like um, flashing back Savine's reclamation is really what you would have to do. And even then, if they gave you LED, LED helps you flash back Savine's reclamation. Right. This also helps you fuel your graveyard more just by getting your whole graveyard, your whole hand into your graveyard. Thank you. Yep. And then that will help you with your underworld breach. This plus this also goes and gets you any of the other combo pieces that you need to actually finish the game after breaches in play you can yeah. just go get your brain freeze and well, i don't know maybe anything else you might need yeah exactly yeah, that's why it's so important once you get the underworld breach in play you can use it again from your graveyard with the breach to go find the rest of the combo this line's great i think it's one of the main reasons why blue farm is as powerful as it is it's one of the main strategies to playing grixis plus white cards because you get Sphine's reclamation so your intuition line is really nice in case ad nauseum sucks the hell out of your life total and you're at too low life total you can't do that anymore you can just win with intuition late game it's really powerful early game a little bit less so but I think one of the strengths in this card is you can also use it to be really helpful for you. If an opponent's going for a win, you cast Intuition, target a different opponent, and you give them a pile of uh, uh, three free counters. Yeah, or you give them Savine's Reclamation, Underworld Breach, and a Counterspell, and you say, I have to stop this other player from winning the game, give me the Counterspell, and then you put Underworld Breach and Savine's Reclamation in your graveyard, and then on your turn, you can win the game. I forget about doing that a lot. It's a powerful strategy. You should do it all the time. It is like the, the, the card is very strong. It can be very flexible. It's similar to Doomsday. And that the options are limitless, but it's better than Doomsday because you don't get blown out as easily. Um, it can help you just interact. It can help you grind. If you really want to find, you know, uh, you know, Rhystic Study, Mystic Remora, Esper Sentinel, you can do that too. Um, the card is just flexible all over, and uh, I, I think I would put it very high on the list, if not oh, the it's, highest. Oh, it's the top. Yeah, it's, it's right. definitely above Hermit Druid, definitely. which is what we have at the yeah, top. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Like the flexibility of being able to get just like any other things that you might want and just use it as an actual tutor in your deck too is super nice um this is clearly the best thing that we've talked about definitely hands yeah. down it, it, it's, yeah it being a three mana instant is great you yeah cast it off mana crypt in a land enough said right yeah the only downside is you have to have cards in your graveyard either yeah. six or nine i can never remember so i feel like i get this math wrong a decent amount of times but it depends on what they give you you, you have to have your a couple cards in your graveyard. but that besides that combo's great the next one is let's talk about this one first peer into the abyss sure so are we putting Peer into the Abyss in the same category of all the other black spells of just like black spell that with a lot of life can draw you a whole bunch of your library? Because in my head, that's where I put them. I put they're for all me personally the same because they're all three of them. They're all three different power levels in I, my I, mind. So for me, there's four. I put Ad Nauseam, Peer into the Abyss, Bolus's Citadel, and Necropotence all in the same category. This is all the same card to me. They are just different versions of well, it. Well, you're absolutely right. Yeah, Ad Nauseam I is forgot the, Bolus's Citadel. So Ad Nauseam is the best one. Peer into the Abyss is the second best one. Bolus's Citadel is the next best one. And Necropotence yeah. is the last best one. I think all of these line up differently in the top 10 versus one 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 at a time one at a time right because they all that's true they yeah. they i understand for like they do the same thing this, they do the same thing specifically peer and ad nauseum they yeah. draw you a big chunk right to your hand right away yeah necro does the same thing but necro requires you to use them on your next turn or cast a final fortune to use them right away or use shimmers to use them right away or something you have like to that. be tricky tricky, tricky yeah tricky. but bolus the citadel can just be stopped if you find too many lands and don't lands have enough way too many times i've done that cast right. bolus citadel. oh there's a land oh there's a second land past my turn right. i've done that too many times i love 
love the card in casual. I don't, I have not liked it in CDH, and it's in, it's makes it's me furious. Infuriating, right? I so love that's why I don't want to put this in the same category yeah, right. as the other ones because like it is frustrating and it can really it can really hurt that way too but these take up a bunch of slots in the top 10 if we do spread them out like that like for me if i can we talk about them all at the same time right now like just yeah let's talk about them all at the same time nauseam is the number one it's the best card it's the best setup card in the format the reason why ad nauseam is so strong instant speed that's very powerful over all these other black spells yeah it draws you a bunch of cards into your hand not draws it puts them into your hand so it doesn't be stopped by notion thief or stuff like that it allows you to control how deep you go and most importantly not only does it just find you the win condition but it helps you protect the win condition yes those other cards we were talking about earlier shared summons and whatever the final something black card uh Final parting. Final parting. Those two cards only find you the combo, but that's not good enough because we need to find a way to protect the combo. This well, is why all, Adna- all of these are like that. Like right. Spellseeker doesn't do it. Uh, Polymorphs don't do it. Raziket doesn't do it. They just find the combo. Why Ad Nauseam is strong is it finds you protection from the combo. So if you can sneak in the Ad Nauseam using somebody else's Deafening Silence to make sure that they can't counter your spell or something like that, you can draw the whole bunch of cards. And then after you have the cards, then you can set up the win. And even if your opponents will find interaction by by the time that you can set up the win, you have 30 cards in your hand so you yeah. can protect it. That's one of the reasons why I really love Ad Nauseam in Grixis or Blue with Blue. Yeah. But when I've played it without Blue, I really do think it's much weaker. Like as a combo, I, without the counter spells, without the backup, it's just a much weaker card. The you blue can go spells a lot you play with it faster, are so good. but yeah. you are less resilient that yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. Any deck can win on turn one if you donate your whole deck to it. But Ad Nauseam is strong because yeah. it, you can win through, protect. you can protect it. But you can see why I don't want to put all of these four yeah. cards in the number one spot right because, yeah, because pure citadel yeah. and necro certainly don't deserve to be in the number one spot certainly not yeah i would say pure into the abyss is worse than intuition i would say it's probably on par with hermit druid and doomsday it's above hermit druid and doomsday okay. uh, and uh, then, because then, you you can win the game immediately it is pure into the abyss is a whole different strange breed i have gone back and forth on whether or not i like it in ad nauseum decks right now i'm not playing it in my ad nauseum deck there have been times in the past where I, oh, I exclusively played it with ad nauseum i love it because even when you're at a low life total you can still win the game see that's why i'm playing it in my ad nauseum decks is yep. because you know you're gonna get beat down right and when you just need two more mana which can be very not too hard to get to like your deck is still built around main phasing these ad nauseums to be able to win the game and if you're trying to main phase an ad nauseum peer into the abyss is also going to get you there and sometimes it's going to be easier to get you there because you can get more cards off of it than you can off ad nauseum definitely time. most of the time pure is going to draw you like 40 45 cards ad nauseum is more than going to drive 25 30 cards sometimes 35 pure i've never lost off of a pure i don't think and i've lost i've whiffed off ad nauseum is plenty i lost off a pure once and i think it's only because i was interacted with at some point then yeah. um but i was in abdel adrian so oh, okay, like yeah. What are you going to do? Non-blue, right? Right, but yeah. the it card's strong, but it being a seven-mana sorcery, just it... A five mana instant is just that much better. Even if yeah. it does draw you as many cards, even if it doesn't require the life total investment, the that that's instant yeah. speed specifically, and the five mana is just a huge difference. Yeah. All right. So uh, our top right now is ad nauseum, then intuition, then peer into the abyss, then hermit druid. That I'm, sounds right. I'm sticking with that. I yep. think that even though hermit druid can be much faster, it blows you out when right. you're ruined. Doomsday's after that. Doomsday's after that. Necro and Bolas of Citadel are the other two mass black draw spells right. that we need to talk about and place somewhere in here. So I have Necro above 
Bolas to Citadel, definitely. Definitely. Um, where do you have Necro? It's the same mana cost as Doomsday. So between like Hermit Druid and Doomsday, yeah. where do you think you it's have? It's interesting. I normally consider Necro more as um, closer to Heuristic Study, I think. Oftentimes, I'm truly comfortable. So maybe we shouldn't include Necro in this list then. I don't know, because I, the second part of what I'm going to say is there are times when it's correct to just Necro for 35 and hope to find Final Fortune. If you're not playing Final Fortune or you're not playing a way to use that win right away, I think this card is much closer to something like a rustic study you know what i mean like is yeah. you're gonna draw like 15 cards right away and then draw another 15 cards or something like that um but in the decks that can abuse it it's much better than that i think it's worse than doomsday but maybe better than Spellseeker. what else worse is in than between doomsday there? that it's doomsday Spellseeker. i think i would put it there and then i would put bolus to citadel probably below Spellseeker. what's next polymorph I think it's worse than Polymorph. Uh, you think it? All right. So with, that means that Bolus's Citadel is also worse than Divining Witch. Yes, I. I that's like. Is that a hot take? Bolus Citadel worse than Divining Witch. I love Citadel and Casual, but in CDH I have never been impressed. So I will say yes. Is Bolus's Citadel better than Razaketh? Mm, Bolus's Citadel no. is yes. worse than. It, that's too hard. That's they're like the same. I they're too they're they're. I would say it's worse than Raz. I have it worse than Raz. Yeah, but barely. I'm putting it worse than Raz, even though it is cheaper. It can get stopped by itself. Yeah. Raz can't get stopped yes. by itself. It's better than the recruiters because I'm building around Bolus of Citadel. And some of like those Bolus of Citadels play like 25 lands or something yeah, like that. Yeah, really low. Yeah, really low. Um, but period that's where i'm gonna put that okay <laughs> so that means that we have one more to talk about then. oh wait let me try to guess what it is because i oh my I god know. dude i'm gonna feel like, like your idiot. favorite for last my favorite yeah that's one of your birthday pod yeah it's, it's birthday pod. pod it's birthday okay. pod yeah so these three cards i'm willing to put together the, okay between birthing pod vivian on the hunt and survival of the fittest they all do the same thing yep. and they all i think can be placed together as opposed to the mass black draw spells that have such varieties in power yeah um these birthing pod and vivian on the hunt are both two green and four colorless birthing pod you get to use the life but um it's the same amount of mana and they would require a three cmc creature normally that's your commander or timna or something like that survival of the fittest is a little bit uh cheaper on the front side of things but you do still have to cast like a karmic guide afterwards guide, yeah, yeah so, so it is it is more expensive and a little bit more color intensive for that reason basically you find felidar guardian you flicker something you find kiki jiki you tap flicker something again you find karmic guide you bring stuff back you you're ending on kiki jiki and felidar guardian each one of these lines are a little bit differently should we talk about exactly what it is um i'll do it i don't yeah, mind do it do it you have a three mana creature in play you cast birthing pie for three mana and the phyrexian you cast one mana and the extra phyrexian so you have to four life total to activate birthing pot sacrifice a three drop you find felidar guardian the felidar guardian etb and you flicker the birthing pod you activate birthing pot again using two more phyrexian and one mana to sacrifice the felidar guardian to fight karmic guide karmic guide comes in you flicker karmic guide comes in you etb felidar guardian felidar guardian comes in and you flicker the birthing pod activate birthing 
and putt again to flicker to sacrifice the Felidar Guardian to find Kiki-Jiki, tap the Kiki-Jiki to make a copy of Karma Guy. Goo Karma Guy brings back the Felidar Guardian. The Felidar Guardian flickers the Kiki-Jiki so that you can tap the Kiki-Jiki again to make a copy of the Felidar Guardian. Nicely done. Thank yes. you very much. The Vivian line is the exact same thing, so I'm not going to say it again. Yeah. You just, instead, of, instead of the three mana and then one mana and then one mana and then one mana, you just cast all six mana, sacrifice the three drop to find the Felidar Guardian and go from there. The Survival of the Fittest is similar. You find these lines, except at one point you have to cast the Karma Guide to bring back the Kiki-Jiki. Tap the Kiki-Jiki, make a copy of the Karma Guide. Copy the Karma Guide and brings back the Felidar Guardian. And you do need an, a, any creature in hand to initially start the process of survivaling through to get Kiki-Jiki and Felidar into your graveyard. I love this line because it requires casting one spell. So it's good with your own Rule of Laws. It's good against your opponent's Rule of Laws. I don't like this combo because it folds to Artifact Hate and Creature Hate. So. And Graveyard hate. And graveyard hate. Basically, all the hates, all the stuff. You name uh, a hate, and it yeah. falls to it, except for rule of law. And Dranith Magistrate? Ma the magistrate the hate. big ones it, it it avoids those which is pretty nice it's still it's very efficient i think six mana is one of the cheaper of all the lines that we've talked about six mana is kind of the threshold is like how much i want to pay for my one mana win conditions i think a lot of the time the bad card parts is that you have to play bad cards like karma guy kiki g fell out of guardian that don't do true, anything on their yeah. own most of the time and if you draw them it's very awkward Your combo too. line shuts yeah. off if you draw any of these cards which is a, which is a downside it doesn't come up a ton there are ways to get around it you can still cast them and then do the rest of the combo without it and make it work um but that is kind of a bummer this line is certainly worse than ad nauseum it's certainly worse than intuition just like in a vacuum but i think it's better than hermit druid and it's better than do you think it's better than peer into the abyss because i think it's yes. better than no. hermit druid but i think it's worse than peer into the abyss hmm worse than peer into the abyss it's less mana than peer into the abyss by one by one by one unless you're doing life but yeah I, but peer into the abyss doesn't require anything else to be in play just a bunch more just mana just like more being, mana. yeah just one more just mana, one mana versus yeah. a three drop Should so we? technically the birthing pie you need the three drops so that's nine mana i will concede to you Appearance of this is better. Okay, but great. it is. I still think Birthing Pot is better than Hermit Druid. Oh yes, no, I definitely agree. Yeah. All right, so our top ten is officially Polymorphs at number ten. Number nine is Divining Witch. Number eight is Spellseeker. Seven is Necropotence. Six is Doomsday. Five is Hermit Druid. Four is Birthing Pod, Vivian, and Survival of the Fittest. Number three is Peer into the Abyss. Number two is Intuition. And our number one one-card win con is Ad Nauseum. I think we did a great job. Yeah. I think this is just a correct list. I think like, it's I'm accurate. looking at this and I'm like, I don't think anyone can dispute this because I think Peer into the Abyss is the only disputable one. I think certain people are hot or very cold on that card, but I'm still comfortable with where I put it. I think. I'm high on Peer into the yeah. Abyss because it only wins me the game and deflecting SWAT is gonna interact with you no it's matter gonna, what, right? Yeah, so back up your Peer into the Abyss. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think uh, our list is pretty great. Ad nauseum is incredible. Intuition is incredible. Peering to the best, incredible. Birthing yeah. part, incredible. And the rest of them are great. Wow, we actually talked about a lot of. There's there was six of them that didn't make it onto the list. Oh, we so didn't we, we talk about this. Oh, there's six more that we were going to talk six, about. No, six more. That oh, we didn't, six, six more. more. Oh, what was the honorable mentions? Razaketh. Okay. Uh, Bolus of Citadel. Yep. The Recruiters. Yep. Shared Summonings. Yep. Defense of the Heart. Yep. Divergent Transformation. Okay. And Final Party. Yeah, that feels right. Yeah, I yeah. think that feels I right. Think that at, at a certain point, I would have said, you're crazy to not have Razaketh near the top. But I think at this point in our life, I... Right. I think... 
I think two or three years ago, yeah. we would have been crazy to not have Razaketh up towards the top. But yeah, just I I don't know why it's just I don't know. It leaves you too vulnerable. It's too vulnerable. Yeah, like all these other things just leave you in much. Every, everyone positions. knows what you're doing. You know, they know when to fuck with you. They know. Okay, great. You sacked all your creatures and all your lands, and you just cut your hands and lines at diamond. Yeah, excellent. I will cast a yeah. silence. And why do we hate <laughs> World Gorger Dragon? Like- yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Same thing. Yeah. Thanks so much for watching or listening. If you want to support us directly, you can do that on Patreon, like our $100 patrons, Baby G Bus and Demon of Roz Grease. If you want to pick up any merch, you can do that at our merch store on PlayToWinMTG.com. Thank you so much to Dragon Shield for supporting the show. Make sure you go check out some of their new cool sleeves, like the Pan Dragon sleeves, at their affiliate link, our affiliate link with them down below. Thank you so much for watching. We will see you on Sunday for a game. AJ Alsawai. Oh my God. How did you say that? Alwasibi. Alwasibi. Jake Tofield. <laughs> Stashes. Mitchell Shepard. Justin. Eli Ritchie. Man Solo. Kola Marikovic. Steven Schlichty. Big TP15. That green guy. Plantain Jackson. Isaiah Berliski. Michael Lyon. Birds Room. Metal Plays Games. Wind Wave. C. Kuwaja A. Hamid. Jacob Depp. CZ. Michael Blue. I'm the world first. Sleepy Jarvis. Thomas Bueno. Swampy McGee. Clank Connell. David Nelson. Your Mags. James Noon. This video was brought to you in part. This podcast. Yes. Last one, I swear. The po- Got it. We're good. The pe is what I said. <laughs> the pe. The pe. The pe. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.